Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Convincing Coffee Break very soon after the last one with me, Mandy Brown and Richard Snape. We're going to be talking about the case of Adriatic Land 5 Limited, uh, the long leaseholders of Hippersley Point. And it's the first upper tribunal decision that we've had on the Building Safety Act 2022 regarding leaseholder protections. Is that correct? It is, and it won't be the last, believe me. (laughs) Part 5, the leaseholder protections and specifically Schedule 8. So should we kick off by um, you going through the background facts? Well, it's uh, it was a higher-risk building. It was a 10-storey mixed-use block in, in uh, Abbey Wood. Uh, the decision was, I should have said, the decision was on November the 13th of a tribunal decision. But in Abbey Wood in south-east uh, London, they had uh, 32 flats in the block. And in late 2020, you know, the post-Grenfell, people doing inspections and likes, uh, the landlords found problems with the cladding, problems with um, cavity uh, barriers, you know, basically fire breaks, and various other fire safety measures that needed an urgent response. They went off to, well, basically, again, we appreciate that uh, if you want to do qualifying works in relation to long leasehold premises, you have to comply with um, Section 20 of the uh, Landlord and Tenant Act of 1985 and uh, the service charge consultation requirements, uh, England and uh, also consultation requirements, Wales regs. And, and if you don't go through a sort of quite long consultation process, you can't charge more than £250 per flat for the works, and this would have been way beyond that. But uh, the Section 20 allows someone to basically apply to the tribunal to dispense with the consultation process if it's um, reasonable to do so, so if it's emergency works or whatever. And uh, that's what uh, gave rise to the case. It was heard firstly by the first tier tribunal. So what did the first tier tribunal decide? The first tier tribunal decided that they would dispense uh, like dispensation with you know, from the consultation requirements, but uh, also made a rather strange ruling that um, with Section 20C, capital C, of the 85 Landlord and Tenant Act, which allows the tribunal to prevent the, the landlord adding the costs of any proceedings to service charge. And the tribunal made a ruling that uh, under Section 20C that uh, you couldn't add the cost of the tribunal proceeding to the service charge liability. The strange thing was that the the leaseholders had not asked for a ruling on that and the landlord objected to that. So the first year tribunal reviewed it and basically said that you'll have your uh, your dispensation, I would say condensation, but your dispensation subject to a condition that you won't have the cost of service charge, which is basically the same thing. And that's uh, what gave rise to the upper tribunal decision. So what did the upper tribunal say? The upper tribunal, it's one provision, it's Schedule 8, Paragraph 9 of the Building Safety Act, which basically says that uh, no service charge is payable under a qualifying lease, the dreaded qualifying leases again, in respect of legal or other professional services relating to the liability or potential liability of any person as a result of a a relevant defect. And uh, it goes on to say that... uh, that includes provisions in connection with obtaining legal advice, any proceedings before a tribunal or court, arbitration or mediation. And uh, they basically said that that includes the dispensing. Uh, you know, they going off to the tribunal for the, you know, the dispensation order was uh, basically legal proceedings. You know, and therefore, if you were a qualifying leaseholder, then they couldn't add the cost of service charge. But if you weren't a qualifying leaseholder, they you still could add, add the cost of service charge. And I suppose the other thing, the incredibly significant thing, 
Although the tribunal, sort of the upper tribunal, went out of its way to try and sort of uh, convince the world that this wasn't retrospective. I mean, we're talking about works that were done, you know, before the leaseholder protections came into force in June 28th, 2022. And so they basically said that even though, you know, the liability had been occur incurred before the, the provision came into force, it would still apply, if you like, retrospectively. The bizarre thing is that if the leaseholders, if they were qualifying leaseholders, had uh, paid the, the liability for the, for the works already prior to June the 28th, then they couldn't get the money back. But if they hadn't paid when the service charge had been demanded, and they hadn't paid from June the 28th onwards, the landlord can't charge them, the landlord's massively out of pocket. And if the landlord had delayed in demanding service charges for whatever reason until June the 28th or, be, or afterwards, then um, the landlord's again out of pocket. Do you remember, we did a case at the beginning of the year, it's not the only case that sort of suggested this sort of retrospective liability, totally different context, it was, it was discussed in the case called, case called Batish and Inspired Sutton, on that one? I remember that one. Yep, which is about remediation contribution orders where the, the tribunal ordered repayment of service charge very much on its facts, and the landlord in that particular case was also the developer which didn't have help them, but they ordered the repayment of, of uh, service charges that had already been paid in relation to replacement of uh, timber balconies. They've been paid, you know, the, the liability had accrued before June the 28th, 2022 again. Okay, so finally, what's the importance of the decision and um, what are, or are there any convincing implications? Surely there are. Well, it's, so there, now we're getting a few cases and they seem to be quite keen, keen to argue that the Building Safety Act gives separate causes of action. But there are conveyancing implications, huge conveyancing implications, because it's yet another sort of important reason for deciding whether somebody is a qualifying leaseholder. And I'm sure people appreciate by now it's not the status of the leaseholder here and now today. It was whoever the leaseholder was on February the 14th, Valentine's Day 2022. And uh, if they person was a qualified leaseholder on that and they come to sell you know such things you know not just dispensation from cost of tribunal proceedings like across the board can't be charged for and if they weren't a qualified leaseholder and you're acting for a purchaser who is going to occupy as their principal home then uh, your client can be charged for these things and various other things besides it once again affects value and it affects um potential mortgageability of these properties and also affects the landlord's reversion. I think the one category of persons who've been forgotten in all this is all these landlords who, uh, you know, if you're ever acting in the world of commercial property, buying a reversion of a, a block of flats, it's absolutely essential to find out these things. It affects how much you can charge and how much you can't charge. The other strange thing I thought, which I will finish off with, is um, the tribunal amongst all this said that... Uh, the statutory definitions under the Building Safety Act are intended to be clear, simple and straightforward. And <laughs> this has been my life for over a year now. I'm not sure that they're that. They're many things, but not clear, straight, simple and straightforward. And it won't be the last time we talk about them. I'm sure it won't be the last podcast on the, the Building Safety Act. Well, as always, yeah. thank you very much, Richard. And um, until next time. Mm -hmm, thank you. listening to another episode of Convincing Coffee Break, 
the only podcast for busy convincing professionals. Brought to you by Lawshore Insurance Brokers, an award-winning UK provider of title insurance. For more information on our free conferences, go to www.lawshoreinsurance.co.uk where you can download recent conference recordings.